What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Oz Hoopers TV, Fiery Fridays. The NBA is in full swing. Uh, I think there was about 14 games of NBA today. A huge day for NBA. We're going to jump right into this week's episode. Bailey, how you been? Yeah, pretty good. Um, some teams are going pretty interesting at the moment. You know, if you said at the start of the season, this is how the ladder's going to be 10 games in or whatever, you'd probably be pretty shocked. But that's how it always starts. We'll see how it is at the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, Memphis still 1-7. and seven. They did get a win against Portland, but uh, things not looking too great over there in Memphis. Um, as we said before, you I think you said they're going to start 5-25 and 25 potentially. Mm. So that's still on track. We'll dive into the first question. Uh, This is completely off topic of the NBA. We're going to dive into the Olympics next year. Paddy Mills is in an interesting situation in in Atlanta with the Hawks. They're currently paying him 10 mil a year. um, And he has yet to see the court with no injuries. Uh, Are you, if they appoint you the head coach, starting Paddy Mills on our Olympic team next year? It's not even next year. It's in about eight months, seven months. Well, um, I suppose you got to realistically just from a respect level. And I'm pretty sure Simmons is pretty keen to play for us again. But, you know, it's always a is, – is that actually true? If you run him at the one, Paddy Mills can quite comfortably just slide to the two, um, either or. And, you know, as a country as a whole, for people who don't know that much about NBA, Paddy Mills seems to be the name that everyone kind of grabs onto – um, and it kind of puts a bit of a bit of passion and culture behind the Australian team. So maybe for this Olympics, he probably finds himself starting at the one or the two. Probably realistically the two. Uh, is that where they've been playing him with Giddy starting? And yeah, so he'll probably be playing the two. You know, obviously a great three point shooter. Nothing wrong with that. But yeah, without getting NBA time, it's probably a little bit harder to um to really see it coming coming through. But at the end of the day, I'm sure when he gets into those scrimmages, he's still just as deadly as he always was. Yeah, I agree. I think as much as I want to say, let's let's move into the more athletic, younger, stronger, faster lineup. Um, I think we do need the shooting. I mean, Ingalls is kind of, I don't know if he's going to be there. I think he will be. Um, but the, the shooting was a big problem for us this year. They've even started to look at, you know, giving Goulding more minutes, who was sitting at the end of the bench. They've, they've even... DJ Vasilovic has come into the conversation to make next year's lineup. Uh, who's a you know a guy that did summer league with the Wizards. Uh, he had an exhibit ten with the Wizards. He's back in the NBL now with the Thirty Sixers. Not a huge name for people that don't really follow the NBL. Um, so they're looking they're looking for shooting, and I think Patty Mills um, is still our second or first best shooter, um, and I think he will start. As much as I want to move into the the giddy, the Dyson Giddy. You know, Josh Green, Simmons, Jock lineup. Um, I think I think this is his last year to prove it. Big Olympics. It might be it probably will be his last one. You know, we've got Tyrese coming through, another guard to add to the stack list of guards. Um, and I think the right answer is yes for Patty Mills. Yeah. Uh question number two. Now I'll answer this first because you might need a bit of time to think about it, but I want you to give me your all NBA first team in three years from now. Um, two guards, two forwards, and a big. Um, my, I'll start. I think you got to put Luka Doncic in there. I think that's a given. I think you know what he's doing over the past couple of years. I think Luke is a Luke is a fill in. I'm going to put Trey Young. Um, I was contemplating Lamelo here. I really was, um, especially what he's been doing the past two games with the Hornets. I think he rebounds well, he assists well, and he puts up a lot of points. I think if he can be consistent, not you know 
uh, go missing for a few quarters. Um, that's a decent pick, but I'm going to go Trey Young. I think the points are going to stay, the assists are going to stay, um, and winning is just going to come along with it. So then I'm in the forwards, I'm going to put Jason Tatum. Same thing. Um, I think he's just going to get better. Zion Williamson, yet to see him play a full health year, but I think when healthy, he can average 30 and eight rebounds. Um, I think he's going to be a really good player in this league. I was thinking other forwards. I don't think Durant and LeBron in three years will be. Uh, um, at the top of my head, maybe Bancaro, you can argue. Giannis? Giannis, yeah. Oh, potentially Giannis, but I think Stane might still be in Milwaukee. So, no, oh, Giannis is a good pick. I'm going to say Zion. I'll stick with my pick Zion. Um, and then center, I'm going to go Embiid. I think I think he might stay in Philly. I think he's going to be there for a very long time. Um, and I think he's going to put up big numbers. So I'll go and beat over Jokic. Well, yeah, when you when you said you might need some time to think about it, first of all, I thought Luca, Trey Young, straight away, they were the first two that came to my head. Maybe Booker, he's still pretty young instead of Trey Young. Um, I suppose there's got to be that time where Trey Young does take that leap, and it could be, you know, three years' time. Um, but yeah, I'd say I'd say Luca's in there for sure, no matter what. I'll put Booker in just because. Um, you know, if I was to build a team, I'd like more of that shooting guard spec, even though I know they don't care about that when they pick the team. Tatum, for sure, um, only looks to be going upwards. Is As much as the Bucks are struggling right now, how old is Giannis? Maybe 27? Yeah, so you give him three years. It's not like he's going to be any worse around that 30, around 30 years old. He can definitely take that four spot. Um, Bancaro is another good mention there. Of course, uh, Zion as well, whether he really elevates to that hype that he that he was promised to be. I mean, I still think the more games he plays, probably the better he gets. And how old's Jokic? 28? Yeah, three years, he'll be fine. He'll still be there. He could have the... If the Nuggets win the West, it could be the easiest MVP season we've ever seen. Um, Some other people we didn't mention. We didn't mention Wembenyama. Um, didn't mention Ja Morant. Didn't <laughs> mention Shea Gilgis. It could be a good pick of the guards. Shea Gilgis, you could easily put in over Booker. I, mean, I think the Thunder... It. Shea just got it this year. So let's not seem forgetting it in three years, right? Yeah, exactly. And the Thunder are only going to be going up. So, yeah, yeah it's, that's easily... Let's, I'd happily swap out Booker for Shea. Um, when Binyama's probably looking at that center spot, possibly if the Spurs pick up a little bit more. Who was the other one you mentioned? Yeah, Morant. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, I want you, the the aliens rain down on Earth, okay, like Max Kellerman once said, um, and there's five of their best players. Um, I want you to give me your starting five to get a stop. They have to get a stop on defense. I want you to give me your best five defensive players starting lineup in the league. Does it have to be like a point guard at the one? Well, it depends. Okay, I'm going to, I'll say mine. Um, I'm going to do Marcus Smart at the one. And I was really contemplating putting DeLon right here because he's an insane defender, but I didn't want to put Wizards bias into it. So I'll go Marcus Smart at the one. I'm going to go Herb Jones at the two uh, from the Pelicans. I'm going to put Kawhi at the three. I was really contemplating not putting Kawhi in there. I just don't know if he's moving the same as he used to. I'm going to put Giannis at the four and I'm going to put Bam at the five. I think that's my five. I was thinking about Jaron, but I I, I, I I finished with Bam. So let's hear your five. Yeah, well, Bam Bam goes down as notably the best big man defender in the league. 
So you put in there, Yanis always in contention for um, defensive player of the year. He can definitely be your four. I think you've nailed that on the head. I mean, if if I could run a forward at the guard, like as in if I could run a forward as my point guard, I'd, I'd do that. But I won't do that for the sake of the argument. Um, I think there, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George are your, your three and two. Although when you go and you look at the Clippers now, really they're not that good overall defensively. But I think when you isolate them as defenders in one-on-one situations, they're both very, very good at getting stops. And then as for your one, I mean, Drew Holiday's probably one straight off the top of my head that I can think of. I think Anthony Edwards is a very good defender too. Just that kind of athletic uh, build who, although might, might not get that many steals and that he, he always seems to do a very good job and tries hard on defense. So, you can move him to the one. I think he's a, a high potential defender. Wembenyama is not a bad one to run at center either. Yeah. Um. Actually, yeah, I'll put him there instead of Bam because I just feel like you put him in a switch situation, he still contests a shot somehow. He gets beat. You can't even put up a shot because he somehow blocks it. So I'll put Wemby at the five to be a I was bit thinking about I was thinking about Jalen Brown at the two. Um, and I was thinking of throwing Dyson in there at the one, six, eight, massive wingspan. Can move his feet fast, not a bad pick to guard your one. Um, yeah, but we'll we'll run it, run run what we picked. Okay, for number four, question number four, um, I'm going to give you some trade offers and who you would trade for Zion Williamson, uh, former number one pick. Uh, with the Pelicans had a few injuries, so bar injuries. So sorry, keep in mind injuries. So it does matter what he's done in the past. Um, and I'm going to offer you some packages and say yes or no if you're the Pelicans GM. So the first offer, the Brooklyn Nets offer you Macau Bridges, Cam Johnson, Cam Johnson, and Cam Thomas for Zion. Do you accept it? Um, and like we just contracts don't matter in this situation. We're just talking players. players okay. What the, the I'm gonna say no, and the reason is because if you switch it, I still don't think you win the championship. Whereas Zion has the potential down the track, like you said, in three years to be the best, one of the best players in the league. Can those three players contribute to that? You know, as good as Mikael Bridges is, um, is he a player where you sub Zion, Zion out and yes, you get those two pieces off the bench, but is it good enough where, you know, in a playoff game when you you need a high caliber player to get the job done? And I'm going to say no. Okay. But I think it'd be if if it happened in real life, you wouldn't really shake your head at it. Yeah. Offer number two. The Celtics offer you Jalen Brown and Kristaps Porzingis for Zion. Do you accept it? Yeah, I think you do. Really? I wouldn't even mind this for for Boston to be honest. Like their team's awesome right now; they're killing it at the moment. But I think I don't like the Brown Tatum combo. Like it gets you enough wins during the regular season, but it just seems clunky. I don't know what it is, just to the eye. It seems like they're not very fluent together. So I would, I mean, they're not going to change it and they shouldn't because they're, they're killing it and they just lost um, in seven games to the Heat who ended up getting beat anyway. I think they would have lost to the Nuggets. Um, but like when you look at it, I think I think you, they could deal with moving Jalen Brown in the future if things don't go to plan. I just don't know what it is. I couldn't tell you. Numbers are probably fine and everything. It just doesn't work to my eye. Sounds a bit third, weird. The third offer, the Orlando Magic offer you Bancaro and a first round pick based on where they come next year. 
So this year coming up. How are they going at the moment? Like fine. I think they're three. four and four and three. Maybe four and two. <laughs> nah, you don't take it. Okay. There's the level on Zion is too high. Yeah. Um, and the last one, the Memphis Grizzlies offer you the player that was picked behind Zion. They offer you Ja Morant, and they're also going to throw in Brendan Clark, who's been injured for a year and a half. Also a young player. Nah, you don't take that either. You took Zion at number one. Yes, um, Ja Morant's probably, I think most people would say, has had a better career so far. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, who who knows what he could do in the future? Like, the guy's a bit bit off chops. Obviously, hopefully this 30-day or 30-game break, sorry, helps him figure some stuff out. But at the end of the day, who knows if he's going to even be in the league in a couple of years' time by the way he's going. So, yeah, Sainz had a few few drama scares as well. Um, but like I said, I'm just going on potential here. What can Zion do? And we, he's the type of guy who you could see in a few years being the face of the NBA. Yeah. Okay, so you'd accept the Celtics offer? Yeah. One, one out of four. Okay, I like yeah. it. Uh, we'll get into our questions of the week. Uh, let's hear your one. All right. My question this week is, Bar Wembenyama, who obviously just got drafted, the four years before that, I want you to rank them in end of their career, who has the best career out of these four. So in 2022, the number one pick was Ben Caro. In 2021, number one pick, Cade Cunningham. 2020, Anthony Edwards. 2019, Zion Williamson. Put them in order from one through four. At the end of their careers. Okay. It's bloody hard. Yeah, it's hard. I'm going to go... I th- I'm really high on Cade Cunningham. A lot of people would easily just throw him at four. I'm going to put Bancaro at four. I think he can become Tatum level. Um, he needs to work on his shot, but I don't think... I think that's being pretty generous for him. Um, I think he can be really good. I think the Magic are pretty stacked. I presume they're going to add more talent as the years go. Um, and there's potentially, there's an outcome in a future where he gets outshined by Franz Wagner. Um, I think he's getting outshined at the start of this season, to be honest. So um, I'm going to put Ben Caro four. I think he'll have a great career and I'm pretty high on him. I just don't think he'll have as good as a career as the other three. Um, yeah. Who do I have left? Zion, Cade. And Edwards. And Ant. Um, I'll put Zion three. And the only reason I'm saying that is because he hasn't played much yet, but he has the potential to be one number one by far. Yeah. Um, so I'll put Zion at three and I think he's going to, he's going to put up big numbers. And I think the Pelican's going to be really good. The, the, the way they've set the team out is like insane defensively. Um, it's just whether him and Ingram can take this team far in the playoffs. Then I'm going to put Cade at two. I think Cade Cunningham's going to be really good. Um, still figuring out a few rookie issues like decision-making, passing. Detroit have a pretty bad roster, um, but he's flirting with 30 balls to start this season. Um, great size at the guard. He's going to be really good, Cade. So I think he'll have a really long career, and I think he is a very good player. Then at the one, I'm going to go Ann Edwards. Just based off what we've seen, um, what he did with the USA team this offseason, um, he's going to be a... A four five four gold time gold medalist. Uh, if the Aussies don't knock him off, he's gonna probably be a two time champ by the end of his career. Um, he's gonna win an MVP probably. He's gonna be an All Star Game MVP for sure. He's gonna win a dunk comp. Um, he, he's gonna have a lot of accolades. So I think Ant Edwards is gonna gonna be a great player. He's young. He's athletic. He can shoot. 
um, and he has the he has the mentality. So he I, was, I think I'll, I'll go Ant Cade Zion Bankero. He was one in three years that probably could have gone in over you know Trey or possibly yeah. Shea as well. Yeah, I'm um, for sure. What if I was to add Wemben Yama in as well? Where does he slot into those four? I'd put him first, just on potential, pure Quite potential. Confidently, um, what I saw just solely in that Phoenix game. You know, we've never seen it before. Like, not even, like, it was Durant, but add eight inches in height. Um, It's insane. He can defend. as when, what He's still, like, what, six games in? Um, yeah. The Spurs are going to build a great roster around him. I'm I'm presuming Pop's going to be around for a few more years with the team. Um, He's going to he's gonna be a really hard player to stop. And, you know, when he puts muscle on, I can't imagine, you know, buffing him under the paint and, all this other stuff. So I think Wembenyama is going to be uh, the the way they're passing him the ball from the top of the key, and the way he just jumps to get it. Like you physically cannot stop the entry pass. It feels uh, like you're playing like when you used to verse older people, and they kind of just like stand there and hold yeah. the ball out of your way. Yeah, like it's, it's like that. It's honestly unguardable. If he figures it out, it can be unguardable. That if he gets a Tim Duncan midi or a Lamarcus midi, um, it's going to be really really hard to guard. And I think. They can find a way. Trey Jones is looking like he's doing a pretty good doing it, and Sohan even. But they, if they can find a way to just keep feeding him on the entry pass and get him to his spots, he, he's unstoppable. He, um, I thought he'd be a bit more polished coming from like professional from overseas. Like he's come here a little bit raw, a lot of turnovers, a lot of fouls every game, but the potential is probably higher than what I thought it would be. Like some of the stuff you're seeing, you're going, yeah, that's impossible. But you thought he'd probably be a little bit more controlled with some things and you can see that down the track that will all just pick up. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. So my question of the week, um, you have a team starting off, no players are on the team. You don't have a coach, nothing. You get to pair the best duo in the league with the players in the NBA. Who would be the best duo? doesn't matter who it is. So I can pick any two players, any two players based on how they play, who would be the best duo in this bump in the league? Doesn't matter who they have around them. I'm going to put Steph in no matter what, because I think like he's getting, he's getting a little bit older now, but he still to this day has made me gone. Oh my God. How more than anyone I've ever seen. It is ridiculous. And he's to my eye, he's not, he isn't, you know, a top three player of all time, but to my eye, he's done the craziest stuff I've seen so far. So I think he's still the best point guard in the league. I think he's the greatest point guard of all time. I don't care what anyone says. If you can have that guy on your team, you win games. Happens every year with Golden State. So I'll pick him no matter what. Who to pair him with, though? It's, I mean, it's tough. Do you go with an Embiid or Jokic? Mm, Jokic, I was thinking. Durant, I was Giannis. thinking of. Jokic finding him, like posting up, setting it, someone setting an off ball for him would be crazy. Like... If you got him for one year, just LeBron and Curry just be insane. Embiid. Mm. I think a lot of the arguments have been Jokic and Luka would be the best duo in the league, but I, I just don't. I don't think it is. I still think but, if you, I still think if you pair LeBron and Durant, I can't see them losing many games. Yeah, it's very just, true. They're, oh, they're, how they're do the they best lose? of our generation, like the you know before the before the new guys are coming in. I don't think you could beat him. I don't know. There's just something about those two that I know. I know Durant's been paired with Harden and Kyrie, and now he's got Beal and Booker. 
But I think if you give him the king Kevin of LeBron, LeBron yeah. James, I, I just don't I don't know what you'd do. I agree. That's a very good one too. Um but Luca and I feel like Luca needs more of that rolling big. Yeah. Um, but I suppose if they come off a screen and you've got Yogi who can shoot the ball, that would work. It's not a bad one. I'll go Steph and I'll go Jokic. I could see it working somehow, but I do like Kevin Durant, LeBron. I don't know how you beat that either. Yeah, I could see the argument for Dame and Giannis before Dame got traded, to be honest. That's a pretty good pairing right there. What's going they, on there? Yeah, no idea. Then They're not doing too well. They beat the Pistons by a nail-biter today. I think that improves them to five and two. So Yeah, the record probably doesn't show what it looks like. Yeah. They look like they're struggling more than what they are. Um, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you guys for joining us on this week's episode of Fiery Fridays. Uh, big week of NBL coming up um, and the NBA continues. James Harden has started with the Clippers. He's 0-2. Um, so hopefully by next week, they improve on that one. Um, we appreciate you listening. Make sure you're following us on whatever podcast platform you're streaming on and on our socials at TV. We appreciate it and we'll catch you next week.